Well, and you just brought up another really key point, which is how busy, you know, you all are. Here's the other key thing. Like if you want to see change in your business, Mm -hmm. you got to prioritize time to make that change. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Gina Christensen is a certified business, marketing, and leadership coach focusing on transforming creatives, small business owners, managers, and teams into standouts in their field. Welcome, Gina. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, You have a a really interesting niche of taking small business owners and especially creatives because creatives have such a hard time really clarifying and being clear on what it is they want to do, how to achieve it. They're so good at what they do. But the other stuff is really difficult. And I just know from my background that, you know, when there's so many people, when the the field is really saturated, how do you stand out, right? So I'd love to hear, first of all, a little bit about your background, and then maybe we can start working towards how it is you you do what you do. Sure. So um, I, you know started out my career actually in fashion and I was extraordinarily lucky. I, you know, I moved to New York city after graduation and my first job out of college was working for Giorgio Armani. And, um, you know, I mean the opportunity honestly is like kind of fell into my lap and, um, it was for the opening of what is now their flagship space, you know, in Manhattan on 65th and Madison, they were moving from a smaller space. I think it was on like between 68th and 69th. And um, I mean, I got to meet Mr. Armani. I was part of that opening, you know, being a part of a company like that, that is so honed in talk about knowing who you are. Yeah, and knowing your differentiating points, and also st- understanding the power of brand. I mean, the, I I really say you know there's there's a book called something like Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah, I, I always say Everything I Needed to Learn I Learned at Giorgio Armani because it really was that powerful. Like even being walked through the store for the first time and understanding why the interior design of the store was the way it was. It was a reflection of Mr. Armani's home. He wanted the store to look like his home. So it felt like people being welcomed into his space. So, you know, and everything about it, every touch point, you know, it was really explained to us in a way that like really stayed with me, even from the way the like the, the sweaters were folded, you know? So it wasn't just like, this is what you need to do. You know, you need to keep everything clean and we needed to, it was like really explaining why it was important. And that just had a tremendous impact on me and stayed with me everywhere I went, you know, after that. Um, I just have to say there's no mistakes though. Don't you think like you were, you went there and at the time you were learning so much, but like, look at what you're doing now. So there's no mistakes like you. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And I feel like, like, 
I mean, it certainly still informs the work I do. I mean, it has, you know, tremendously throughout my career. And it was really interesting because when I shifted from working in fashion into interiors, you know, and, and the when I started working in interiors, you know, the brands that I worked for, I wouldn't even call them brands. They were companies. They were mm-hmm. mom and pop shops that were maybe a second generation company. And they, they just didn't care. They didn't care or understand or think it was necessary to care about, again, all the touch points you have with your client. You know, making sure that the showroom is a representation of who you're, who you're saying you are as a brand mm-hmm. and, and like what your business cards look like, you know, all of those things, how your salespeople interact, what your marketing materials look like, you know, all of those sorts of things. And I really cared. So it really bothered me. So... <laughs> You know, it took me a while to land in a place, took me a really long time to land in a place in the interiors market who cared about that stuff, you know, and, and that's when, um, I mean, this is about six years, six years ago. Yeah. I landed at, uh, Woven Accents, you know, and, and the, and I had been on my own for a little while and, you know, the reason that I went to join that company was, you know, they, they got it. They understood and they were going to let me do the kind of things that I wanted to implement to, again, address all of those touch points. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I think interiors, especially, they're really focused on the end result, the end product. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, it, it's, it's so, so the idea of all the touch points probably didn't even occur to them you know, right. we're bringing it to them. So that's a, and also too, I hear that a lot of times successful companies, everyone understands the vision. Like what, what's the vision? What, what are we, what's the purpose? What's our why? And if they all understand that, then it, it kind of like concentric circles spreads out throughout the, um, the, the company. And um, this is what you're talking about, right? Is that, that whole entire, the touch points, the experience, the whole entire brand is, is felt known and understood by each person involved with it, whether it's a client or an employee. Is that what correct? Yeah, correct. But it also needs to come through like a touch point is an email. A touch point is your business card. A touch point is yes, the experience of walking into a showroom. So, um, you know, a touch point is how is your merchandise packaged when they leave the showroom? you know, or samples are shipped out. Those are all touch points. Yeah. So it's like, if you're, if you're telling the world you're, I'm just going to use a very general term, a luxury brand, you are the premier luxury brand. All those touch points better communicate luxury, Yes. you know? And if they don't, all you're doing is confusing your customer and causing, it may be even subconscious, like a subconscious level of mistrust. Cause you're telling me one thing, but you're showing me something else. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that all the touch points are consistent. That's a really good point right there. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that don't understand why you do it is, is that, is that people subconsciously go, okay, I'm going with this person because I can trust them. They're not making that conscious decision, but subconsciously they are because they're seeing all the I's and all the, you know, dotted, all the T's crossed, everything's aligning. And that feels like secure to them. Right. Correct. I love that. I love that because it is, it is a subconscious thing. Um, You know, Apple, you know, Steve Jobs was a king at this, you know, even like how you have to take the box apart when you're getting a phone. It's like that, that section. And he thought of everything. He was a king at it. And that was really a great part of their success. Of course, their 
technologies and all that, but really it's the feeling of, of well, driving about a the design. Car. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So tell me, you, you were there six years ago and you decided what? You were working uh, on those concepts? Yeah. So uh, woven accents. Um, accents. But you know what? If you don't mind, I want to go back to something you said earlier, which was about like companies understanding their why, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the thing that I'm finding in the work I'm doing now, you know, as a business and leadership coach is that small business owners in particular, creatives in particular, do not give themselves the time that they need to really get specific about their vision to get specific about their why, to get specific about what it is they want to stand for in the marketplace, and to get specific about what their differentiating points are. Mm-hmm. So they don't like they may have creative created what they think of as a brand, which is a logo and a website. Mm-hmm. But that's not what a brand is. You know, a brand is also the messaging behind that. And so I think it's so important especially, you know, for designers that I speak to and, you know, they're feeling out of alignment with the work that they're doing. Like it's sort of, it's lost meaning. It's not in line with who they really are or, you know, they're just feeling like they're, you know, up against a wall and they can't seem to get to the next level, you Mm -hmm. know, of like quality clients or, you know, making a certain amount of money, whatever it is. I, I always come back and look, well, what, what's the messaging, you know, have you figured out who you are? And most of the time there's, there's a a disconnect, like they haven't done the work. And, and I don't want to, I'm not like trying to like call anyone out. I I think this is something they don't learn in design school. Like they're not taught, they're taught how to design, but they're not taught how to run a business and they're not taught how to market themselves. They're not taught how to brand themselves or, or how to make themselves stand out, you know, in the sea of, you know, competition. I agree completely as someone that's, that's had a background an entrepreneur who did creative uh, work that it, it, you're so caught up in, in delivering the product that you're not, you know, a lot of times that gets neglected. And also two creatives are so in their mind a lot. They're just assuming everyone knows what they're about. They just kind Correct. of assume that. And, Correct. And then you get in a room full of designers. And, and I know for me, when I did any networking, anything, I, it was all designers. And I would think to myself, well, what's making me different? Why do I stand out? Why do I do well? And I knew exactly why. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is I thought There's, this is so saturated. You really do have to have a handle. And that's why I think it's so fabulous what you do. Because we do as uh, solo entrepreneurs or, or small, small business owners get so busy with the delivering the product that we lose this whole important part of, of, um, of the business. And you're so right about, you don't learn that in school when you're, when you're in design right. school, you just don't right. learn it. So, well, and you just brought up another really key point, which is how busy, you know, you all are. Here's the other key thing. Like if you want to see change in your business, mm-hmm. you got to prioritize time to make that change. Mm-hmm. You got to be blocking time off in your calendar that cannot be touched so that you can work on building your business. And that's the other thing that I hear over and over again. Well, I just don't have time. Like I really want to work on my marketing strategy, but I just don't have time. You know, I really want to do this, but I don't have time. You know, I, and earlier this week, uh, I came across this quote, which I've read before. And every time I read it, it just seems to come across 
just at the right time, which is, it goes something like this. The key is not to prioritize your schedule. The key is to schedule your priorities. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of designers make. And it makes sense because, right, they are, it's a service-oriented business. They really care I mean, most of the designers I know care so much. You know, they want to improve people's lives. This is not about creating beautiful spaces. That's sort of like the the icing on the cake. This is about creating a lifestyle, making people's lives more beautiful, but more easy, more more comfortable. Um, And so it makes sense that they would put their clients' needs before their own, right? However... That's something that needs to change if you're wanting to see a real change in your business. Oh, that's really well put because then you're just chasing, you're almost like chasing a carrot, running around, chasing your tail. Correct. Yeah. And, and you need to sort of drive the bus. You need to be the one driving the bus. Not so much in making the decisions for clients, but just guiding them, directing them. That's what they've hired you for, right? Right. Yeah, and the other it. thing I hear too very often is like, designers, I, I know some artists that feel this way too, who do like freelance work and such, that their days are controlled by the external world. Meaning again, their calendar, their clients, the needs of other people, rather than them feeling like they are running their own business. I can't tell you how many designers have come to me saying, I, I, I had to take some time off because, you know, I felt like my business was being run by my clients and I needed to figure out how to take control back. You know, so this is also about taking the lead. Yes. You know, and and creating, like, you can't allow other people to run your business or Mm -hmm. run your days for that matter. Like, you have to start every day making the decision that you are in control of your day. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people, believe it or not. Well, also, too, because here creatives are, they, they do what they do and they have an eye. They... I call it the edit. So you have to edit. You have to look at your week and go, what's truly, really important? And and sort of take it down from there. Really uh, going to the essentials and only then, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to take on this or go that way or to, because you can't make everyone happy. You you dilute yourself, your energies too much. But I wanted to say also to the making time. This mm. is what's key about being a coach or working with a coach. It is so huge and valuable because a lot of people say, oh, I can just do this. I'll just make time. But they don't. And if you, if you commit to a coach, then you've got someone saying, you know, you're meeting every week or what have you. And you're needing to, to connect those dots and really create this thing that you're wanting for yourself. It's, it's really making a space for that to happen. And I can't say enough about how important coaches are. that. Um, Ah, thanks. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I had, so I have a fairly new client. I've been working with her for a month and she was a little reluctant in the beginning to work with me. Like she knew that she wanted to, but she wasn't really sure like what was going to come up and like, and what she really needed to work on. And I was like, don't worry about it. That's why I'm here. Like we know that there are blocks. We just got to find them, you know? And she said to me, this this last week, like, 
I cannot believe the differences it's making in the stuff that you've brought out of me. And like, same thing. I never, I've been saying all this time that I wanted to make time for the marketing strategies, for really thinking about my vision, for creating my mission statement, all that sort of stuff. And now that I have this on my calendar and you give me homework, I'm like, oh, geez, I better get this done before I have my call with Jenna. Right. So it's like it, it creates some accountability there. And, and it really, yes. yeah, exactly. It's, it's so powerful. And you've committed, you know, you've said, okay, I'm going to do this for six weeks, 10 weeks, whatever. And right. that commitment in someone waiting on the other end, giving an assignment, like you said, that just makes us like toe the line. And, and it yeah. really makes us do, and we want it anyway. It's just that we're so... Uh, diluted again with, you know, trying to do so much. And that's what you're great about helping uh, people with too. So do you, I want to know how you work as far as, do you work one-on-one? Do you do uh, courses that, how do you work? How do you deliver your, your wisdom? Yeah, well, most of my work up until this point has been one-on-one. I, I have done some group things, but um, most of it's been one-on-one. I am launching uh, in January of 2021, um, a, a group masterclass uh, right. in conjunction with a digital marketing expert named Erica Sorit. And so she and I have created this program. It's going to be a three-month program. Um, and it's, it's going to be twofold. I mean, what we're selling really is transformation. It's all, all about transforming your business. Mm-hmm. But first, starting with the excavation <laughs> period, which again, if you, if you think about the metaphor of what it takes to build a home, mm. you have to excavate first. Yeah. You got to excavate before you pour your foundation. So that's exactly what we do. We mm-hmm. excavate, we pour the foundation, and then we create a structure on top of that. Yeah. You know, and the structure is really about, okay, so we excavate to pull out the information. We pour the foundation, which is like giving you clear a clear picture of what it is that you're really going for, you know, your vision, your mission, your values, your ideal client, all of those sorts of things. And then we build a structure, which is, okay, now what do I do with this information? How do I use this on my website, in my marketing materials, in my content creation, so that I can actually attract more of the right clients Mm -hmm. and grow my business? Mm -hmm. That's really powerful because a lot of times I know, um, you know, taking like a video course or reading something, we can understand it cognitively, but being able to actually implement it might be, there might be a disconnect there. And so therefore a lot of people will just set it aside and go, well, that was really interesting, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm already in this, in this, the trenches doing this. So having that masterclass, like you're, you're speaking of is really powerful because then they're they're going to that next step in learning how to actually implement and apply what they've learned. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I think that that has to happen with a live person. You know, if it's video or what have you, if you're learning just, you know, um, online and you don't have someone to follow up with, I think that it still might be useful, but it, it, but you have to be an all hands on deck kind of person ready to, to go ahead and start implementing and making that happen. And I think most of us just get so busy that um, yeah. it, it's important. This sounds fabulous. So this masterclass is starting in 2021. Yes. And we're launching it with like a three-day like workshop. So we're kind of going to 
and we're only making it half days for three days because we don't want to overwhelm people. We want to make it manageable. We're doing it in certain segments of time, again, to really think about how do we maximize productivity during the time that we have live, you know, with people. And then following that, following those three days, we're going to meet on Zoom as a group, you know, once a week. And, and the reason that we wanted to do that for three months Mm -hmm. is not only to be able to dive into more deeply the exercises that we're talking about during the first three days, but to also address, you know, both from a coaching and a technical perspective, like, okay, what's happening as you're, as you're beginning to implement this stuff, what's getting in the way? Because sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's a feeling, is this really going to work? You know, there are a lot of things that come up and sometimes it's like, I don't understand how to, how to use this platform called Planoly to help me with my social media post. You know, it's like all of those things. So, and, and just as you said earlier, we all get busy. You know, it takes 27 days to create a habit. We want to we take that even longer to the three-month period, right? Right. And, and really give people the momentum that they need mm-hmm. to really make the change in their business. Because it's all about momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about even like, you know, I'll, I'll give an analogy here. Like for anyone who works out, you know, and, and does, you know, physical fitness, it's like when you get into a workout routine, you know, it becomes natural, right? And your body almost craves it. However, if you get sick or you go on vacation and you take a pause or injured from the workout routine, how much harder is it to get started again? Yeah. It's so hard. So it it's so, it's the same thing with how, you know, we work and create change in our businesses. Like that momentum piece, staying moving mm-hmm. is so important or else you're just going to, you're just going to, you know, default back to the way you did business before, which wasn't working for you. <laughs> right. And so you're back at the starting line again. Right. So, right. Well, okay. So that's exciting. And I, at the end of the day, I want to know, um, you know, what, what just really di- um, dialing down into maybe a, a sentence or two, what is it that you zero in on? I know you help with clarity, um, but can you give me like something that you typically, I love that you said prioritize your schedule. That was a good one. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. But yeah. um, no, I think the key thing really is for me, I mean, even before I got my coaching certificate and I was doing, you know, the work I was doing with brands and then doing my consulting work, I seem to have a natural talent for helping people uncover their differentiating points. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And that you know, you and, throw in on that. That's fabulous. I mean, but the thing, and the, here's the thing that's funny, you know, when I, when I'll be on, I'll, I'll be on the phone with a client and I'll be like, well, that they'll say something to me and I'll be like, well, that, that's your differentiating point right there. That's it. And they go, it is. Well, I never thought about it that way. You know, it just comes so natural to me. And it's like, that's exactly right. It's because it's who you are. You know, one of the things that I say is, I believe in the power of standing out by integrating who we are into the work we do, right? Because we are all unique individuals, right? So even when you think about how overwhelming that is, like you said earlier, how can I possibly stand out? in a crowd of so much competition. Yeah. Well, you are a unique individual person. If you actually bring that to the work you do rather than try to hide it, which a lot of people do, Mm -hmm. you will naturally, organically, sustainably, authentically stand out. But you have to be willing to do that. 
I agree with you 100%. And I think, again, it's the disconnect of thinking, I've got this product here and I'm doing this thing and I don't really have to be 100% showing who I am authentically. It just isn't, it's a disconnect. And I think what you do is so powerful, especially for creatives, because we need creatives, we need the small businesses and we need them to thrive and do well and, and helping them to transform uh, what they're doing into into businesses that that just really stand out is it's just so necessary. Um, I wanted to ask you one more thing, a few more things. Um, how do you work? So you work one on one. You have these master classes. Is that what you typically do? And you say, well, I'm going to work with you for a month. I'm going to work with you. Or do you have clients that work with you for years? How do you typically work? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the client. You know, I I, I do have clients I've worked with for years. Uh huh. Um, and, and then I have clients that come to me for three months, six months. Uh, it really just depends on their needs. I have a lot of clients that will work with me for a period and kind of get through, you know, the project that they were trying to complete, Uh you know, and then they take a break and they come back, you know, but one of the things I also try to do, because this is something I did in the work I did prior to becoming a coach was, um, it's important to me to create a sense of community. So mm-hmm. with my one-on-one clients, the other thing that we do is we're all connected on like a private, you know, Instagram group so that we can communicate with one another. And my clients are connected to each other, right? So designers, product people, you know, they can ask each other questions. They could ask for advice. They could say, hey, I'm looking for an assistant, whatever it is. And then we also have monthly Zoom calls. Again, so that, you know, my clients can come to those calls and say, Hey guys, I need some advice. Like I'm dealing with a contractor who did X, Y, Z. Has anyone ever dealt with this before? You Mm -hmm. know, it just gives them a a place to, to not just also hear from me, but to hear from other designers, you know, and ask those questions. And, and especially through COVID, this whole thing, has it been an amazing support system? And, And, you know, I moved from Los Angeles to New York in March, mm-hmm. beginning of March. So I, too, was like, I need to see my friendly faces right yeah. now, you know. Um, so, I mean, uh, I, I typically, going back to how do I work, listen, I, I do a couple things. So I will do a one-off session with someone. To, you know, I offer something called uh, a leadership um, assessment you know, and debrief. So that, so that's something I'll do and I'll do that as a one-off. But for people who lo- are really looking to create change, yeah, you can't do it in less than three months. I think it takes three months before you really start to see. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to say that's true because I, I do have people that'll work with me for three to four sessions and they're already starting to see the change. Mm-hmm. The problem is you got to stick with it again for that momentum purpose. Yeah. Because what happens after that, I don't know, there's some little bump in the road and you just fall off the wagon. And again, you default going back to the Old way habits. you've done things before. Yeah. Yeah. So in order, and I, you know, when I was creating, you know, sort of the programs of how and parameters of how I wanted to work with people, I was like, I need to set up parameters that are going to be the best thing for the client. And it's not going to behoove my clients to say, yeah, you can just do four sessions with me because they're not going to see lasting change. Right. They're just not. Right. So, you know, and, and I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about my focus, 
you know, for 2021 and like myself, like, I mean, with my clients all the time, I'm helping them hone in on their ideal client. And I've really been thinking about like who really is my ideal client. And I think that evolves, you know, over time and, and our, um, it deepens and it changes, I think. And, Mm -hmm. and what I've really been thinking about over the last like week or so is, you know, my ideal client is the person who's ready to make change. Like they are committed they're ready to do the work. They're ready to block off the time. They, they, they don't want to continue doing things the way they are. And they feel like they have this feeling in them that they are just, they are capable of so much more than what they're currently doing, but they're not sure how to, how to unlock that potential. That's and that's what I'm here point. to help them do. Yeah. I mean, and the perfect that's client it. too is trusting you. They trust that you right. you will ha- are bringing everything that you know to the table. You have a track record, and that's huge too, because Correct. there has to be a trust. They have to be willing, like you're saying, they have to be willing to take guidance and and learn. And um, so that's another thing too that I think is so key. Um, they already know if they. How do you get most of your clients through through um, referrals? It's so crazy. Uh, referrals. So people find me on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people come through my newsletter. You know, I've done a few um, like speaking engagements, you know, d- digitally, you know, yeah. during COVID with uh, Style Row. I did a webinar and a, and a podcast. I spoke at the With It conference, which was digital this year uh-huh. in June. So, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people come to me through those venues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then just from knowing people in the community, you know, there are, a lot, there are a lot of designers from LA that I've just known for years, you know, and have come to events that I've done. I, you know, I used to have a women's group in Los Angeles and, you know, have come to me after knowing them for five, six, seven years and just said, hey, you know, I'm looking at all the stuff you're posting and I feel like I need your help. You know, yeah. so yeah. I've had a lot of people come to me that way. Have been people I've met at some point along the way, and then they start following me and go, "Oh, this is what I need." Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to just ask you, um, you know, what do you hope to achieve for your coaching business, and also at the end of the day for your clients? Um, those are two. Yeah. Things. Well, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this this morning, and um, going back to the the ideal client idea. I'm really feeling pulled to focus on women. I mean, 99% of my clientele is already women, Mm -hmm. but, you know, young and also younger women, like, uh, because I want to get in there and help them and let them know, like, help them just have the confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, and work through their fear to do the things they want to do you know, and create, create the change they want to see in the world, the change they want to see in their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I just want to do it on a larger scale. Like that's what I've been thinking about. So how, how do I, like, I I literally was like going through this practice this morning and visualizing myself in, you know, rooms filled with women, like Mm -hmm. hundreds of women. Mm -hmm. So like that, I mean, that's my vision for the future is like really supporting, uplifting and, and also, potentially that means also reaching outside of the realm of interior design, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I that's, mean, that, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for in my business. And it's all about up again. It's, I just, what I want to do for my clients, I want to help them step into their fullest potential. 
And, and again, and I believe that you do that through integrating who you are into the work you do. And, and, and I know this because it is, it's been my own personal journey. I mean, I've been talking a lot about lately or writing about lately how I spent a good 15 years of my career completely miserable because I was following what everybody else told me I should do and how I should do it. And I just felt like so uncomfortable. Like I wanted to just break out of my own skin. You know, I just felt so uncomfortable, miserable. I'm following the things that people are telling me are going to be successful. I didn't feel successful. I wasn't making the kind of money that I thought I would. And And then everybody like like that uh, devil wears Prada. Everyone wants this job or how you should be so thankful. And of course you are, but it's like, this isn't, I feel like I'm wearing a dress that doesn't suit me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, I mean, it took me years. I mean, it took me years to figure this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the biggest difference for me is just feeling good. Like, and that's part of like, I don't define, and I do ask all these clients, all my clients or potential clients this question when they first set up a call with me, like, how do you define success? Because to me, success is not just about making money. It's part of it. But like success is also being fulfilled, feeling like what you're doing has meaning, that you're having an impact on the world. You know, um, you're creatively fulfilled. You feel like you're expressing who you are, you know? So I mean, again, this is, this is the sort of journey that I took myself through. And so I think the interesting thing about the programs that I've created, and I, I am actually going to also be launching a self-study course in the new year, uh, which will be video. And as you said, like, it, it's going to be for people who are self-motivated, yeah. you know. Um, but it's it's really a combination of my own experience and also now my coaching knowledge so how it's re- going through the coaching program really helped me to identify how do i take my own experience and create turn these into almost like coaching exercises to help others do what i did right right which is find what brings them alive yes i love that you're saying all this because i I feel like our generation, we're, as women, we were the first generation that really saturated the workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those before us, there weren't as many women in the workforce. So right. there's this whole, you know, um, fallacy of like oh, women that are uh, up high don't want to help those coming up. Well, maybe that was a long time ago, but really the, my, my um, contemporaries, people that I know, in my age group really do want to share what they know and turn around and help the others come up and see success and, um, and understand how they can have it and just provide them with the knowledge that we've already acquired. So I just love that you're saying this because it so aligns with everything I'm doing and, and um, it's exciting, very exciting. Um, And I love how you have all these new things coming out in the new year and, uh, and that you've gotten through moving right in March and living in New York. <laughs> we and, survived. We yes, made it. Yeah. So We're this still is, here. <laughs> this has been such a joy speaking with you, Jenna. And um, I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the, the best success. And I know that you will, because you have a, a real true um, destiny. A, a, you're aligned with, with what's really um, going to help others. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.